Welcome to the Paraphrasing and Summarizing module. I'm Till Turner, and I'll step you through this short but very informative uh, little tutorial uh, so that hopefully you will be able to kind of come up with your own words whenever you're uh, needing to summarize a story or write a research paper and to help you uh, know a little bit more about how to summarize and about how much you should be writing when you have to condense or shorten the works of others. Well, go ahead and let's get started. With paraphrasing, one of the most difficult problems for students is to come up with their own words. Uh, they understand what they read, but they, students don't always know exactly what it is a teacher wants them to do. Like, what am I supposed to write? What am, how, how do you want me to use my own words? It can be very difficult, but there are a couple of things that you can keep in mind that will make it easier for you. <clears throat> One, try to change the vocabulary from the original that you're reading, uh, and also try to think of the sentence structure. So you have vocabulary and sentence structure, and if you start to change some of those, you come up with your own sentence. And when you come up with your own sentence, then you're not cheating. You're not plagiarizing somebody else's work. You're merely conveying the same information, but in slightly different words. So let's look at sentence one. The advent of the atomic bomb changed global politics forever. Well, you understand that sentence, not, not too hard, right? Well, see if we can come up with our own words. First of all, let's do not use the word advent. It's a very good word, but it's clearly the words of the original writer. There are other words that we can use. <clears throat> also, maybe we can come up with a synonym, a similar word for changed. And next, let's look at the sentence structure. We need to get a sentence structure that's a little bit different than this one. For instance, the original sentence, number one, does not have an adverb clause. Now remember, an adverb clause can tell us when, where, how, or give us a condition. And it is a clause, so it will have a subject and verb. So let's see if we can use this one. <clears throat> now we will try our own sentence. So look at number two. And look at the adverb clause. Ever since the atomic bomb was created, politics around the world have been altered. Wow, do you see how much we changed? The original sentence did not say ever since. The original sentence did not use created. We used around the world instead of global. And we used altered instead of changed. So you have just conveyed the same information that you read, but you used mainly your own words. And that is fine. It's absolutely fine. You have not cheated anything. And if you're writing a research paper, for instance, um, you could either quote sentence one and give a direct credit for that, or you could even use your own words in number two and, again, show some credit as to where you got the information. But you have not cheated uh, at all by writing a sentence like this. Okay? So it's very to remember, remember, it's very important. Um, to use your own words as often as you can when you're, um, of course, summarizing a work. Next, let's see if we can paraphrase sentence three. <clears throat> Notice that it has an adjective clause. And you should consider not having an adjective clause in the paraphrase. Why? 
Well, a pair, an adjective clause is a very, very distinct kind of clause structure. It makes the sentence look and sound a certain way. So if you can avoid that, then you will start to sound a little bit more original. So let's look at sentence three. The Magna Carta, which was written in 1215, imposed restrictions on the power of English kings. So you have the adjective clause, which was written in 1215. So that is a very, very noticeable type of sentence structure. So if we can avoid that, we'll start to have a sentence that looks a lot more like it belongs to us. So let's see how we can rewrite this. Maybe we'll end up with a sentence like 3a. The Magna Carta was written in 1215 and imposed restrictions on the power of English kings. Now this is a good start. Notice that we still used imposed and we still used restrictions and we still used the power of English kings, That's that phrase structure. So even though we got rid of the adjective clause, our sentence 3a still looks a lot like the original, but maybe we can change it even more. Let's get rid of imposed restrictions and change the English king's phrase. This could give us 3b. The Magna Carta was written in 1215 and limited the power of the kings of England. So now you have given the same information as in sentence 3, but you've used more of your own words and more of your own uh, sentence structure. So this is one of the reasons that learning grammar in your classroom is so important because you can learn the different ways, the alternatives you have to express ideas. And those ideas may be yours or they may be someone else's, but you need, really need to know the options that you have without changing meaning, okay? So now you have a paraphrase with some of your own words that still conveys or gives the same meaning as the original sentence. Well, now let's look at something at the paragraph level. <clears throat> Sometimes students aren't really sure, like, how long should my summary be? Well, that depends what you're reading. Uh, as a, a rule that does get broken, but as a general rule, uh, your summary will always be shorter than the original work. But it may be about 60% shorter, but it depends how detailed your summary needs to be. Um, some teachers or employers may want a very detailed summary of um, a, a type of work or a different type of account or a different kind of meeting. It depends. <clears throat> but if you're just trying to get uh, the main, uh, convey the general main idea, I should say, to the reader um, with some important supporting information, you will end up leaving out a lot of secondary information. Anyway, take a minute to read this paragraph about Sherlock Holmes, and then we'll start working together again.
Okay, are you almost finished? Well, you can see that if we needed to summarize this passage, our summary can't be anywhere close to the same length as this paragraph. But look at what it is that we're trying to talk about. We're introducing Sherlock Holmes, when he first appeared, about the writer killing off Holmes and then bringing him back, and then the subsequent or following stories that were written. So let's see if we can reduce this to about 60% and still get the main idea of the paragraph. So here would be our finished summary. We know that the main idea is to let the reader know about Sherlock Holmes and Arthur Conan Doyle, his creator. To state how popular he was, mention that the creator wanted to stop writing about him, and then later started writing again due to demand from the public. And we also want to know that the character has remained popular. This is important. We don't need to mention Beaton's Christmas Annual, the titles of the stories, Professor Moriarty, or the works, the workers and national leaders. Therefore, we can delete a lot of the sentences. Our summary could look like the one below, and I'll just read it out to you. Arthur Conan Doyle created the detective character Sherlock Holmes in 1886, and the Holmes stories became extremely popular. Even though Doyle stopped writing Holmes stories at one point so he could focus on other types of writing, he created new Sherlock Holmes stories due to public demand. The fascination with Sherlock Holmes was never waned, has never waned, and the character remains very admired to this day in the new stories, plays, and movies. And notice also that we, we have used two compound sentences and one complex sentence. If you're not sure what compound sentences and complex sentences are, you might want to watch that um, module. But again, compound sentences are put together with conjunctions like and, but, so, or for. And complex sentences uh, have subordinating clauses. Basically, they have dependent and independent clauses together. And so we have changed the vocabulary as well, too. So now let's look at the original and our summary side by side. So take a minute and look at the, the original at the top and look at what we came up with at the bottom. You can see how we have changed some of the, uh, some of the words, some of the verbs, and again some of the sentence structure. And notice that our summary is about half as long as the original and that we left out some of the secondary information and yet the reader is still getting the most important, the most vital information about this original work. So I hope this video has helped kind of clarify some things for you in terms of paraphrasing and summarizing and I hope you have good luck. <laughs>